Serve all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Those were some of the last words that Jesus spoke before he went up. And if those were his last words, they were probably important. And he needed us to do something. He gave us a job to do, amen? And so I, I found this story, and I just want you to listen to it. It says, uh, just imagine after the resurrection, an angel came up to Jesus and said, Jesus, this is wonderful that you have paid the price for mankind's sin. What are you going to do to let the whole world know that they can be saved and won't have to perish and spend eternity without God? What is your plan? How are you going to do it? And Jesus replied by saying, well, my few disciples are going to tell people who in return are going to tell other people who are going to tell other people who are going to tell other people. Puzzled, the angel then asked, well, do you have a backup plan? And Jesus said, no. Still confused, the angel asked, well, no offense, Lord, but what if they fail? And Jesus replied by saying, I have confidence in them. Jesus has confidence in us to get this gospel out. Jesus put everything into us to get this gospel spread across the whole entire world to every single person. Amen? There is no plan B. He didn't give us a plan B. We are plan A. And that's it. And so it's up to each and every one of us to go out and say, you know what? God appointed me to go out and win souls, and that's what I'm going to do. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much, Lord, for just watching over us and being with us, Lord. And, and Lord, I just pray that you just open our hearts this morning, Lord, to receive your word, Lord, and, and to receive what you have for us, Lord. And I just ask that you just challenge us, Lord, to go out and, and to win souls, Lord Jesus, and tell people about you. Lord, we thank you for what you're about to do in this place, Lord. We love you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Turn with me to 1 Timothy 2. One through six. It says, therefore, I exhort first of all, supplication, prayer, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to come to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Jesus gave himself so that we can have a testimony. And we have a testimony that we can share with the world. 
And it's, I, I used to be this, but Jesus changed my life. Now this is who I am. And that's the testimony he equipped us with to go out into this world. But I want you to look at verse 4 of chapter 2. It says, God desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And he wants them saved and discipled. But he said all men. He didn't say just the good people. He didn't say I just want the, the rich people. He said I want all men to be saved. I desire all men to be saved. And, and we have to take it upon ourselves to say, you know what? God, that's an amazing plan. I thank you for saving me. Because I don't know about any of you guys, but I wasn't the best of people before I knew Jesus. And I still got a lot of work to do, but I know that Jesus has changed my life. And anybody who knew me before I knew Jesus know that my life has been changed. Amen? And then I want you to go look at verse 1. It says, supplication and prayer, intercession, giving thanks be made for all men. Verse 4 cannot happen without verse 1. First there is prayer, and then come the sharing of the gospel. I want you to listen to this quote. It says, we must first talk to God about men before we talk to men about God. We cannot be successful unless we talk to God about men first. It's important that we, those people that we're around at work, at, at, at school, wherever we are, that we wake up in the morning and we spend time praying to God first about them specifically. Not just a, God, I want the whole world saved. Amen. Let's go. But God, just, just being specific. God, I want this person saved and I want you to touch this person. I want you to open their hearts, Lord, to receive you. We have to be specific when we're praying for these people. Amen. Everybody in here is, most of the people in here are here because somebody told them about Jesus. Amen. And so we have to return that favor and go tell somebody else. Turn with me to, or just listen to Romans 10 verse 1 and what Paul says. He said, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. He didn't say, oh God, I just pray that you touch the whole world, which, which is awesome. But we got to be realistic and specific. He said, I want Israel saved. And he didn't just stop there. He turned, he took his desires, those things that he wanted to happen. He took those and he said, you know what? I'm going to put them into action. And so he prayed specifically for them. And then he went out and did something about it. I mean, he was beaten. He was thrown in jail. He was doing a lot of stuff to try to get these people saved because he knew the truth. Amen. And so it's not enough for us to just desire. But we have to turn that into prayer. Amen. And so the first thing I want to talk about, the first P, 
Sorry. The um, title of my message is the five P's of evangelism. And so the first P is prayer. In the first part of prayers, we have to pray for openness and understanding. In Acts 16 verse 14, says the Lord opened the heart of Lydia to heed the things spoken by Paul. We have to pray for those people and say, God, just open their hearts to receive what I'm trying to show them. Because otherwise, they're they not trying to hear what we're talking about. They can be sleeping on a Sunday, not getting up and coming to church. But we have to pray for them for an open heart and understanding. And the second part of prayer is to pray that God would send laborers to them. Because a lot of times we can't make it to our family members who are in other states or who are somewhere else across the world. I mean, we have technology that we can text them and write them, but it's something, it's something about when you're face-to-face -face and you're talking to that person. And we have to pray that God send laborers to them. And the third part is we have to pray for God to visit them and reveal himself to them. And the perfect example of that was Paul. Jesus came and met him. And after that day that he met him, he lived every day for Jesus. But it took that personal revealing, hey, that personal revealing of who Jesus really was for Paul to say, you know what, I am wrong. Let me change my ways and live for him. And the fourth part, the last part of prayer is to pray for personal direction and for personal opportunities to share. And in Luke um, 10 verse 2, it says the harvest is great, the labors are few. And so we have to pray for God to use us to be that laborer. And if you read that next verse, 10 verse 3 says, I send you. We have to take that personal challenge of, okay, God sent me to win those people at my job. To win those people. And we have to go out and we have to do just that. Amen? And the way we can do that is by number two. Presence. In Matthew 5, 16, it says, uh, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We have to let our light shine. We can't just go to work and be the only depressed person at work as a Christian. We can't go to work and be the laziest person at work as a Christian. We can't go to work and be the only person who don't help anybody out who just do their job and go home. We are called to do more. And we have to do more. Those people should see a difference in us. And I love this quote. It says, uh, the way we can let our light shine is just being yourself around people. And it says, witness everywhere you go through your life. 
and use words if necessary. And so I want to read this story to you if I could. It's a story about a guy who had a doorbell hooked up to a big buzzer in his back room. The buzzer was really loud, and he wanted to change it and put a light there instead that would illuminate when anybody pressed the button, pressed the doorbell. And so he rigged it to do just that. The problem was the light would barely illuminate. And he could not figure out what was wrong. And so he called his electrician friend. And his friend looked at it and told him, oh, you don't understand. He said, it takes more power to shine than it does to make noise. Amen. And when I heard that, I was like, ooh. Ooh. That's good. Because we have a lot of people that's just making a lot of noise. We have a lot of people who just want to hate people for no reason and call themselves Christians. But we are called to a shine. We're called to, to, to stand out. When you're in the darkness and you got a light, we're supposed to stand out. Amen? It takes more power to shine than it does to make noise. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And the third thing is proclamation. If we turn to uh, Romans 10, verse 13 and 14. It says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him whom they have not heard? How shall we hear without a preacher? Someone has to preach this word. Someone has to share the gospel. We can't all come to church and just sit here. Because if we just came and just sat here, who would be preaching? If we just went to your work and nobody preached, who, who at your work would be saved? At your school. If nobody shared the gospel at your school, who would be saved? We have a job to do. God gave us a job. He said, go. Therefore, and make disciples of all nations. He gave us a job to do, and we need to take that challenge. Amen? It says, uh, pray for the unsaved. Let your light shine. And when it comes time, tell them the gospel story. In Romans 1.16, it says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. We have power this morning. We have a way of getting people saved. But if we keep our mouths closed, nobody's going to get saved. Because in Romans 10, 17, it says, uh, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
So if nobody's in the word of God, how are we going to tell people? We can just make up some stuff, I guess. But that's not what we're called to do. A proclamation of the message causes faith to rise in people. When, we're, when we can tell somebody, hey, this is what Jesus did for me. And if he did it for me, he can do it for any of you guys. Then people are like, okay. Tell me a little more. Jesus changed my life. I used to be this, but now I'm this because of him. Okay, I used to be that way too. Tell me something else. The gospel message. Mankind was separated from God. Jesus paid the price for their sins. He was raised from the dead. And if you put your trust in him, you can be saved. It's that simple. That was the whole five to seven seconds worth of words. And that's all we have to tell them. And if they want to know more, then we got to be ready to give them more. Because not everybody's going to get saved through just those words, but some will. And when those people have questions, we have to be ready to give a defense for those things. We have to be ready to say, you know what? That question you have, that's an amazing question. Let me get you an answer. If you don't have one right then, say, you know what? Let me get back to you and get back to them. Because they really want to know. And you can tell the ones who want to know and those who want to argue. If they want to argue, say, you know what? Jesus loves you. Keep moving. Amen? But those who genuinely want to know, do your best to know. Don't give your opinion, please. Go to this word and say, this is what the word says. Not this is what I believe or this is what I think. But this is what the word says. Amen? And the fourth thing is uh, persuasion. In Acts 28, verse 23 and 24. In verse 23, it says, So when they had appointed him a day, many came to him at his lodging, to whom he explained and solemnly testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets. From morning until evening, and some were persuaded by the things which were spoken, and some disbelieved. Not everybody is going to be saved, sadly, unfortunately. But we still have a job to do. We can't just say, you know what? Everybody's not going to be saved. Well, I'm going to just get me saved. That can't be our heart. That can't be our attitude. We have to approach it as if everybody's going to get saved. Because some people really, really are searching for something. And some people are just so bitter that there is no coming back. 
And they won't know until the end, until they stand before him and know, man, he was real. That person was telling me the truth. But by then, it's going to be too late. But we have a job to do, amen? And the last one is power. The power of God has a way of evangelizing. Amen? In Acts verse 9, verse 30, verse 32 through 35. It says, Now it came to pass, as Peter went through all parts of the country, that he also came down to the saints who dwelled in Lydia. There he found a certain man named Aeneas, who had been bedridden eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. Then he arose immediately. And so all who dwelled in Lydia and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Those are two cities that came to Christ because of one act of God through the power that Jesus gave Paul. Jesus told him, hey, tell that man to get up. He said, okay. I don't, I ain't, okay. Hey, Jesus told you to get up. And that man said, yes, sir. And he got up. And all that seen that were saved. And so we have a job to do. We have people at work that are hurting, that need prayer. And it's up to us to give it to them, amen? But again, we can't go to work praying for people when we haven't prayed ourselves. We can't go to work, ah, oh, man, I just got out of bed, I'm going to work. Hey, who need prayer? It isn't going to work. Because Paul was connected to Jesus in this story. He didn't say Paul heals you. He said, Jesus, the Christ heals you. We can't do anything without our Lord and Savior. And so it's up to us. And so we got to step out and we got to pray for those people. I had a guy at work. He walked past me and he was like, oh, my back hurt. And how many know what that means? It means it's time to pray. And so I, so I went and washed my hands. And I said, hey, you ready? He said, for what? I said, to be healed. He said, yeah, 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 yeah. I sure am. But he kept walking. And so I'm walking behind him. I said, hey, let's pray. We're going to pray. 
He's like, okay, yeah, please pray for me. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But he kept walking. I said, no, we're going to pray right now. He said, huh? Uh, um, okay, okay, yeah, okay. And so we prayed, and that was that that day. That was a Friday. And then Monday come around, I come to work, and I forgot really that I prayed for him. And he come up to me. He was like, hey, you notice anything? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, uh, yeah, my back is healed. He was like, watch this. <clears throat> started bending over, started doing all kind of stuff. And I was like, glory to God. And now, every day this week, it's been, it's like we've been best friends or something. I mean, he come up and he talking to me, telling me different stories. And the awesome thing is I get to pour into this guy's life now. And I get to say, hey, you're using Jesus' name in the wrong way. But before, if I was to say that, who are you? You know? But now I get to say, hey, this is how we need to live. This is how we need to do it. This is how we should do it. This is what the Bible says. Hey, man, I'm preaching. Hey, man, I'm, you know, and now I get to speak life into this guy's life. But that all came by the power of God who healed this man, who, who wanted all kinds of prayer. But when I was like, hey, if you bold enough to tell me about it, then you bold enough to let's pray right now. Amen? And we got to step out. We can't say, oh yeah, I'm going to hold that off until tonight. Or tonight, I'm going to pray for you. Let's pray right then. Amen? We have an opportunity to do something amazing. God has given us and equipped us to do amazing things for him. And I was sharing just about how we can use Facebook because there's a lot of sad people on Facebook. Maybe it's just my friends. I don't know. But it was this guy who we grew up together. We was best friends growing up. I mean, we stayed right down the street from each other. I mean, it was his birthdays one month away from my birthday. Exactly. I mean, it's just all kind of stuff. It was my best friend growing up. And he wrote on Facebook the other day about him being depressed and all different kind of stuff. And so I didn't write on his page because there was a lot of other people on there. And so I messaged him. I was like, hey, Jesus is the only way. Jesus can heal you. Jesus can set you free. But it has to be him and only him. I told him I loved him. He said, I love you too, bro.
I just, I gave her my number. I said, hey, just call me anytime. Because I know who Jesus is. I told him, I said, you know what? Every, every single thing that you wrote on that post, I know somebody who's been through that. And I know somebody who Jesus has changed their life. And now they live every day for him. And I've been praying for this guy for almost six years since I've been saved. And I know that that post that he wrote is going to be a testimony. He don't know it yet, but I know it's going to be a testimony of how amazing God is and where God can bring you from. Where you can look back and say, you know what? That was all God. Amen? But we have to use these things that God has given us. Prayer. Presence. Proclamation. Persuasion. And power. Amen? Let us close our eyes. Jesus we thank you so much and we just thank you for all that you do Lord and we just ask that you just use us Lord Jesus that you use us to go win souls Lord in this world Lord I know that there are people in here right now who are going through some things Lord I know that you can set them free. And your word says that if you set them free, Lord, that they are free indeed. And Lord, those who already know you, Lord, I just ask that you use us to witness to those people that are around us, our families, our friends. and you just allow us to pour into their lives Lord just like somebody poured into our lives Lord and Lord I just ask that you just open up our hearts Lord to receive this message Lord Jesus and that you allow us to take this challenge Lord to go out and, and to win souls Lord Jesus to go out and to tell someone that is close to us about you. And I just want to ask the question all over this place, from front to back, from left to right, all over this place. Do you notice Jesus that we're talking about this morning? Have you made him Lord of your life this morning? And if you've never called on the name of Jesus, I just want you to raise your hand and put it back down. I'd like to pray for you this morning. Amen. I see that hand. Amen. I see that hand. And I just want to ask one more question. If you were to pass into eternity today, 
do you know where you'd spend eternity? And if you're not 100% sure that you'll spend eternity in heaven with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I just want you to put your hand up and put it back down. I'd like to pray for you. us all stand to our feet. And I would like us to just do one more thing. If you were serious about that decision that you made, if you raised your hand and you were serious about it, I just want you to do one more thing. I want you to step out of your seat and I want you to come down to this front. Come down to this altar so that we can pray for you. Amen. I know that there were hands raised. And you can do it at your seat, but it's just something about saying, you know what? I am going to give my whole life to Jesus Christ. And I don't care about who knows it. Because one thing I know is that if you can't do it in, 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 in a building full of people who love Jesus, it's going to be really hard to do it in front of people who hate him. People who want nothing to do with him. And so if that's you, I just want to give you a few more seconds. And we're just going to give praise to God as they come down this morning. If we just lift God's name up, just give him praise. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Amen. Just repeat after me. Lord Jesus I know I'm a sinner and I know that I need a savior Lord you said the wages of the sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus and Lord I believe that you died on a cross and that you rose again on the third day. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And the Bible says in Romans 10, 13, whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. And so all who called on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. Amen. Amen. I just want to take some time at the altar. If we all could just come to this altar.